Oh, then I'll start from the bottom. Welcome, everyone, for our Daf Yomi class, Harel Renon slash Torah. We are now holding Daf Lamed Dalit Amur Bet on the bottom. We're going to go back for a few lines to review what we did right before the holiday. We're going to start from Ha Gufa. Kasha. Okay. So Hagufa Kasha is in the middle of Lamadal Amabet. We had mentioned two opinions of Ben Hashem Ashot. Um, and in the, in, the first, in the opinion of Rabbi Yehuda, we had seemingly contradictory opinions. It says about Hagufa Kasha. Amarta, you said, you said that Benesh Mashot is from sunset as long as the eastern horizon is red. That sounds like Benesh Mashot is while the eastern horizon is red. But when the eastern horizon is black, Khalas, it's night already. But if the bottom is black, but the top is not black, Laila sounds like it's Laila. And then you said, Then you said in the same breath, you said if the bottom is black and not the top, you said that it's So make up your mind. You with me, Irv? So Rabbi Huda is going to say the following answer. Kruch Vitan. Rabbi, I'm sorry. Kruch Vitani, cut it and write it, yes. What is the Shot? From when the sun sets, calls Manchip as long as it's red. So from the time when the when the east is red, through the time of the east being black and the top being red. It's all Benesh But once the top gets black, like the bottom, Laila, that's night. So that's really what it means. The whole thing, according to Rabbah, the whole thing is Benesh Roshot. From when it's, when it's light over here, all the way through when it's black, till it's fully black on top, like the bottom. Okay. So there's like three stages, according to Rabbah, Irving, there's three stages of Benesh Roshot. It's, White, light on the red on the bottom, but it starts Benesh Mashot. Black on the bottom, red on top, continues Benesh Mashot. Black on the bottom and black on top, and the Benesh starts light. Good? Good. If Yosef, Amar Bihuda, Amar Shmuel, Hachitani, Mishdishkach, Makos, Mashimim, when the sun sets, as long as the Mizrach is red, Yom, that's day. Going to this, Rabbi, according to Rav Yosef, it's daytime while it's light on the eastern side. When the bottom gets dark, but not the top, it's short. When the top gets dark, to equal to the bottom, that's lighter. Okay. So according to this, the difference between Rabbi and Rav Yosef Irving is as follows. According to Rabbi, with a hay, Rabbi Ben Hashem is much longer than according to Rabbi Yosef. 
because according to Rava, it started when it was light on the bottom. According to Yosef, it doesn't start till it's dark on the bottom. According to everyone, it ends at the same time. But it starts later, according to Rabbi Yosef. Is that clear? Yes? Yep. Awesome. Let's go. Says the Gemara of the Azdullah Tamaihu, and they follow according to their reasonings. One second, the Rachamim is not here. Does everybody just say hello to Irving? No, say hello to Irving quickly. Rachamim. Yes, because he, he cleaned the kitchen. Yes. Good night. No, that's all. Bed, bed, bed. I'll see you in the morning. Okay. Says the Gemara. They go according to their reasons. The Itmar, Shur, Benishmut, Bekama. How long is Benishmut? Amarabah, Rebihuda, Amashmuel, Shoshachel, Kemil. Three pieces of a meal. My Shoshachel, Kemil. What's three pieces of a meal? Ilema, Flata, Palgi, meal. If you say it means if the pieces we did this last time, if the pieces were two, uh, three halves of a meal, nema meal mesa, you should say a meal and a half. Elat lata tilt meal, maybe it means three thirds of a meal, nema meal. So then say three thirds is one, so you should have said a meal. Elat lata a meal, it must be three quarters of a meal. That's what it means, three quarters of a meal. If you also remember huda mashmuel shnechel meal means two two parts of a meal. It means two halves of a meal. Say a meal. If it means two quarters of a meal, say half a meal. Say half a meal. It means two thirds of a meal. My now, what's the difference between the two rabbis? Whether it's three quarters or two thirds, the difference is palga nedanka, one twelfth, half of a six, which is one twelfth. There's one-twelfth in between two-thirds and three-quarters. Now there's a new Gemara. This we didn't do today. Before. Okay, that was beautiful. Says the Gemara, V'chilufa bechalta. They have an opposite opinion by, by chalta. Now, over, which means like this. Over here, when it comes to Benesh Shemashot, Rav Yosef's opinion is shorter than Rava. Rava was two thirds, but Rava was three quarters, and Rav Yosef was two thirds. Correct. In the case of the law of a big basket, it's the opposite. What the law of a big basket? Let's see. The Amaraba Rabba says, Chalta. If you have a basket, but Trekuri, which holds two kur, Shari Latalta, you're allowed to. Move it on Shabbat. It's still called a keli. When it get when it, when a, a basket gets too too big, the the rabbis say it's no longer a keli anymore. It's now becomes mukseh. So this rabbi is saying, according to rabbi, if you have a basket that's two kor, it's you're allowed to move it. But talta kori, if it's three kori, asulta that's too big, you can't move it. Rabbi Yosef Amar, but kori nami even three you could move. But Arba Kuriyas, he says four is Asur. So over here, Yosef has the bigger shiur, even though it doesn't do with the previous statement, but it's a case where Robert and Yosef are arguing, and he has a bigger shiur. Amar Abayim. Bayi mine demar, vishat ma'aseh. I asked Rabba when I had to move a big basket, va'afilu batrekuri lo sharili, 
even two core he didn't let me do. According to what we said, two core was allowed, three core was allowed. But I asked Rabba once, and he didn't let me even two. Why not? Kiman, who is he holding like? Ah, he holds Kihaitana. He holds like this down in the Tanan, we learned in the Mishnah, in Kalim, Kavedet, if you have a big basket, Hasuyam Kash, which is made out of Kash. What's Kash? Irving? Straw. Thank you. The Kavedet Hakanim, and a basket made from reeds. Ubor Sifina Alexandrit, or if you have a fresh water well on a boat. On boats, they used to have fresh water wells, which were wooden wooden uh, containers that jutted out under the ship, where they would put the fresh water for the sailors to drink during the journey. Sailors on the ocean cannot drink salty water. They have to store fresh water. This was called Bor Sifina Alexandrite. All these type of huge containers which have bottoms, which means they don't have pointy bottoms. They have flat bottoms. Okay. They hold 40 sa of liquids, which hold two kur of solids. Tehorim, they don't, they, they become non-kelim. Wait, so what is, it's a 40 se'ah keli? 40 se'ah is the size of two kur. Of, of 40, so 40 se'ah of liquid is the size of two kur of dry atoms. Right. So what's Tehorim? It has to be two Tahor items? Tehorim, no. Tahorim means that the, the item does not accept Tumah. It's not a Keli. And once you say it's not a Keli, it becomes forbidden to move it on Shabbat because the only reason why you let him move something on Shabbat is if it's a Keli. And if it's not a Keli, you can't move it. So we're saying that the reason why, in fact, Rabbah, who originally had said it was okay if it's two, not okay with three. And now he didn't permit it to Abaya is because he's going like this Tana of the Mishnu saying that two kur is too big and it's tahor. Tahor means it's not a keli. And you can't move it. Amar Abaya, we see from this Mishnah, Haigucha Talita Hava. Okay, let me explain to you what he's saying here. Really, 40 sa'ah of lach and two kur are not equal. The reason why they are not equal is because this basket, see the basket, can hold different amounts of liquids and solids. When we're talking about solids, the solids could very often stick up out of the thing, right? And you could hold more than the basket could hold. Liquids can never hold more than the basket could hold because anything that goes above the lip will spill over. Is that clear? So that's called the gadush. Gadush means how much it'll pile on top, okay? 
So 40 se'ah of liquid, 40 se'ah of liquid, and two kur, two kur of solid is a third more, is one third more than 40 se'ah of liquid. And therefore, Abai is figuring out from this Mishnah that the amount of gadush, the amount that it sticks out above the item itself, is one third. You got that? This that it sticks above the thing, Tlita Havai, is a third. Okay? Now it says the Gemara Nusta. We're going back to Venice Mishra. Abaye Chazile Rava. Abaya once saw a Rava that he was looking towards the Ma'arav. The Ma'arav is the west. Okay? Looking west. Okay? Amarle, he's going to check if it's still, basically, it was Benashemashot. He was checking to see if there's any red in the west. Amarle, Vatanya, Kozman, Madimim. Doesn't it say as long as the other side is red? It says the east is red, not the west is red. Amar Lay, so Rabbi responded, Mi Sabrit Lifne Mizrach You thought we meant looking really Mizrach? No, we didn't mean that. Lo, We're talking about the Panim that lights up the Mizrach. Right? The panim that lights up the Mizrach. So therefore that's even in the West. Which means the West. Ikada Amri, others say the story differently. They say that Rava Chazila Abaya the Kadavi the Mizrach. Rava saw Abaya looking towards the Mizrach, the East. Before it was Abaya who saw Rava looking west, and he asked him, what are you doing? According to this, Rav, it's the same idea, but Rav saw Abaya looking east, and he told him, what do you think? The Prime is like Mahamish? No, Prime is like Mahamish Kavata. And the Siman is like a, like a window. So too, there's a window that shows the Prime Mizrach. Says the Gemara further. We said the right a second opinion. One opinion we said the right was a Behuda. Behuda said it depends on what you see in the sky. Where is it? Um, is it uh, red here? Is it black here? That was a Behuda. Reb Nechemia Omer, Kadesh Yelech Adam Mishdeshka Shabbat Hatzimil. He said you have to be able to walk half a meal. Amr Rav Chanina, Harotzeh Le'edash Yerosh Reb if you want to know the Shiur, leave the sun at the top of Mount Carmel, which is a mountain in Israel. which means you should see the sun when the sun is at the top of the mountain. Go dip in the ocean and come back up. When you go down and come up, that's the Shiur of Nechemia. That's how long it takes. Half a meal is that long. Another thing, if you want to know, it's nothing to do with Har Kamel that could teach you things. 
you want to see Miriam's well, the head of Miriam of the desert, go to the head of Karkamel. You should look out in the sea. You'll see it looks like a kavra. A kavra is a sifter. That's the be'er of Miriam. Interesting. Amarav. Mayan tahor. If you have a well that moves with you, it doesn't get tameh. There's only one well like that in the world. That's the bear of Miyam. So in the, in the desert, it was tower. Okay, just giving you. Once we're talking about the well of Miyam, we told you that it's tower. So Bhuda Mashmuel says the following. In the Benashim Ashot of Rebuda, which is the first one we mentioned, the Kohanim can dip on that time. Now, one should know that the Kohanim have to dip before sunset in order to be able to eat their truma after sunset. You are aware of that from Masechah Benachot. Which you might have learned with Rabbi Shlomo Heber, where we learned that because the Kohanim need to wait after they dip in the mikvah during the day, they wait till set for them to dip. Okay? So we're telling you now that the Kohanim could dip during the time of Benestrot of Rebuda. Now, that doesn't make so, so, so much sense. The Gemara is going to clarify. Liman, who is he talking like? According to who can the Kohanim dip during the Buddha's time? The case of Menachal, wasn't it that they dipped in the day and had to wait for Sadaq al-Khavim? It never necessarily said that they're not allowed to dip it after Sadaq al-Khavim. didn't say that, but that's the fact. Okay? Now, Liman, who does it go like? Ilema Yehuda. If we say that this going court to be speko, how can they dip during the Benish Mashot? They might have dipped at night and it might not might be too late for them. Since Benish Mashot is Safek, how would he let you dip during that time? It doesn't seem to make sense, right? Ella Benish Mashot of Yehuda, Lurabiosi, Kohanim Toblimbo. Rather, the case is like this. It's Ben Hashemashot of Rabbi Yehuda. And according to Rabbi Yossi, who holds that Ben Hashemashot is just like we said before, Kehedif, I am like the blink of an eye. And he holds it starts right after Rabbi Yehuda's Ben Hashemashot ends. So according to him, it's still daytime. So you can dip then, and then afterwards you'll be good. It's still Safek according to Rabbi Yehuda. What? Still Safek according to Rabbi Yehuda. Right. So when 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 this rabbi Rabbi Yehuda Mashmul, it's not Rabbi Yehuda, it's Rabbi Yehuda Mashmul, the Amora. When he says Kohanim can dip during the Ben Shmuel Yehuda, he was going according to Rabbi Yossi. Not like Rabbi Yehuda. Who would all that? What's his pshita? If you don't go to Rabbi Yossi, of course you can dip. It's yom, right? So the more answers. Mahu the tema. I would have thunk. Ben Hashem Shot to Rabbi Meshach Shaykh, Rabbi Huda. I might have thought that Rabbi Yossi's Ben Hashem Shot 
was part of Rabbi Huda's Benishashot. And therefore, the end of Rihuda's Benishashot is Rabbi Yossi's blink of an eye. And if so, then Rabbi Yossi also wouldn't let you go on Egypt during that time. So really, they're not arguing? Rabbi Yossi didn't actually say when his Kehedef Ayin was. So the, the, this rabbi is saying now that had Rabbi Yehuda Amashmul not said that the Kwanim could dip during that time, one might have thunk that Rabbi Yossi and Rabbi Yehuda's benediction are concurrent with Rabbi Yehuda's benediction being longer, but they both end with, with, with the same blink of an eye of benediction Ashot. And therefore, no one would let you dip mm-hmm. during, that, during that time. Kamash will know. Rabbi Yehuda won't let, but Rabbi Yossi will, because Rabbi Yossi starts and ends after Rabbi Yehuda ends. And that's why, according to Rabbi Yossi, Rabbi Yehuda's whole Benesh Rishos is daytime. Is that clear? Okay. Amar Rabbi Barachana, Amar Rabbi Yochanan. Halacha ke Rabbi Yehuda le'inyan Shabbos. Halacha follows Rabbi Yehuda regarding Shabbat. Halacha ke Rabbi Yossi le'inyan Shrumal. So, Vishnem halacha ke Rabbi Yehuda le'inyan Shabbat. L'chumrah. When we said Al-Khaz like Yehuda in Shabbat, we're talking about Lechumrah, which, which, which means that you have to be strict Lechumrah and assume that Rabbi Yehuda is right and the Benashot starts much earlier. You can't go into Friday and say, oh, I think I'm going to go like Rabbi Yossi. And I'll, this whole time is daytime and I'll drive my car all the way. No, you can't do that. Lechumrah, you have to go like Rabbi Yehuda regarding Shabbat Lechumrah. But after Shabbat, of course, not the other way around. Aval the Indian Truma, but regarding Truma, Mahi, what does it mean that you go like Rabbiosi or Truma? Elaman the Tibila, if we're referring to dipping in the mikvah, Svekahu, we can't dip during the time, it's a Sapek. What's his effect? Meaning, Please. if you're not sure who's right, why would you let? Ela le'achilatinuma. We're referring to eating truma. Turn to the top of Lam and Ham a bit. Dilo achli koanim tinuma adishlim ben hashemashot rabbiosi. Means that we're strict and the koanim can eat truma. Not they, they can't just finish being the smashes of. Rabbi Huda and say, oh, okay, let's eat. Now you gotta wait extra blink of the eye to be like Rabbi Yossi. But but the dipping has to be done before because it's the chumrah. Right? Correct. Now some rabbis ask, what do you mean? You're talking about a, a blink of an eye? That's how much you tell me after wait like Rabbi Yossi, whether it's a blink of an eye. So Tyson's answer is that the time of Yossi is not right afterwards. It's like two minutes. That's only one answer. Others say it really is a blink of eye. We're just telling you for the blink of eye. Okay. Amar Behuda Amar Shmuel. Behuda is the name of Shmuel. Kochav Echad Yom. Behuda Shmuel says a new way. Now, I don't know who he's going like when he tells you the Shita. But he says the following. 
If you see one star, that's day. Shnayim, two stars, Belisham Shot. Shlosha, you see three stars, Laila, it's night. Tanyanamiach, you have right there like this. Kochav, Echad, Yom, Shnayim, Shmele Shot, Shusha, Laila. Our Rabbi Yossi, local Chavim Gidolim, Rabbi Yossi says, we're not talking about big stars, Hanini Bayom, which could be seen during the day. Local Chavim Kedim, Shenyanim, El Belayla, not tiny ones you can only see at night, night. El Belayla, the medium ones. Three medium stars. Okay. Amar Biosi verb zabda. Haosem alcha b'shne benesham shot. Chayav chatat miman avshach. You know that if you generally, if you do a melacha on benesham shot, you're not chayav chatat. You chayav asham talui. Because since we're not sure if it's Shabbat yet. We can't be sure. You can't bring a carbon chatat unless you're sure. Right? What? Why do you bring anything? You shouldn't bring anything. Asham talui is made for people who are not sure if they did it. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now, that's true if you did it on the Malacha on the Benashat of Friday into Shabbat. But if a guy did drove his car both Friday going into Shabbat Benashat and Saturday night, Ben Hashemashot. So, either way, you definitely even Mechala Shabbat. Because if, if it's Ben Hashemashot, then you're not going by Friday. If it's day, then you did it on Saturday, on Saturday night. And if it's night, you did it Friday. Mm-hmm. And therefore, you can bring Chatat. Chayav Chatat mm-hmm. Miman Afshach. You know what Mimarashak means? Either way. Uh, I don't know if there's any similarity, but uh, well, I don't know if it's a good comparison at all, but by get also, when a person brings a, a get and they have two, they're mixed up, but they know for sure that one get is the girls. They're not sure which one. So, But if they say, one of them says, if you give her both of them, it still doesn't work. Because the, the, the people giving over the get have to know which one they're giving. Okay, the that's special get. law by get. That's not a law, not a law for this. Right. Okay. You don't know how to figure out when the sun's at the top of the trees, light the candle for Shabbat. And when it's a cloudy day and you can't see the sun, my, what should we do? Bimata, if you're in the city, Chazi Tarnagola, look at the chickens. If they're sitting on their nests, it's daytime. Bidabra, if you're in the forest, Inami Arovi, look at the Orev. Orev is another type of bird. Also, they sit on the nest during the day. Inami Adani, or you could look at a certain type of plant that always faces the sun. And when you see it's facing the sun and it fell down, that means that it's nighttime. I don't know what kind of plant it is, but some kind of plant. Okay. We're at the two dots. Tanu Rabbanan. Says the Gemara. Tanu Rabbanan, Sheshnik Yotokim Erev Shabbat. There are six blows that we blow on Erev Shabbat. Mishunah, the first one, is to tell the people to stop working in the field. It seems like they used to have horns to blow. Okay? The first one, people who work in the field come back in. 
שנייה, אני אבטל העיר וחנויות. That's not the people in the city. They're a little later. If you're in the city, you need less time to get home, so therefore they have a later blowing of the shofar to get you home. Shlishit, la'adlikat aner. The third one is to light candles. Dibre Renatan. Rabbi Yudan Asi Omer, Shishit lachalot tefillin. According to Rabbi Yudan Asi, the third one is to take over tefillin. They used to wear tefillin all day. V'shohe kedetziyat dakatan. According to him, the, the fourth one you like that. The, the candle. V'shohe, you wait. The guy who blows waits. Kedetziyat dakatan. How long it takes to fry a small fish. Okay, let me put on or as long as it takes to stick a bread on the oven. And then he blows, he does it to do and he blows again. Vishovet, and then everyone stops working. What should we do to the Babylonians? Should Tokim that they blow and they do to Dua? And they stop these Babylonians. They stop. They don't do tehia tuwa tehia. They stop at the tuwa. What do we do with these Babylonians? Whereas Tokim Rehim, Havlu Chamisha. That would be only five. El Tokim vechosim Tokim Marim vechovtim mivdoch Marim. These guys they do a sixth one, and they stop from the tuwa. What should we do with these guys? They're supposed to stop with the tikiyah. Our answer is, minhag avotehem biadem. They're keeping their father's minhag, which is a mistake. And then even if it's a mistake, so therefore they're doing the right thing because it's a minhag? Yeah. Others bring a reason for it. Okay, let's see further. Matnila, we learned in the Brayta. Rabbi Yehuda, the Rabbi Yitzchak Bray, to the Rabbi Yitzchak Estan. Shnia laadliketaner. We said the second one is to light the candle. Kiman, who does that go like? Loker Natan. Loker Yudanasi. Rabbi Natan had said it was the third one. Yudanasi said it was the fourth one. And here we see this rabbi saying it's the third, it's the second one. Change it to the third one, like the candle. Okay. Tana There's six tikiot on erev Shabbat. When they blow the first one, they stop plowing. They stop working in the field. The people who are close to the city can't come into the city till they bring the people who are far and they all come in together. Why? Because otherwise they're going to suspect that the people who were far were still working and didn't stop. We don't want anyone to think that anyone ignored the blows. So we make sure that all the field people come in together. Even if your field is close and you can get in faster, wait till everyone comes and you walk in the gates together so everyone knows that people are following the rules. Okay? 
during that time, the stores are still open. Betinisim and the doors, Munachim, they're still open. The people are still selling. Etchilat called Kashina when they blow the second blow, it's Talkut, it's even another one. They close the, 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 the trees and they close the gates. You can still leave the hot food on the on the oven. You don't have to, you don't have to put it on the black. You can put the kedera on the on the kira. Once they go to catch the sheet, the third one, they take off the kederot. They put the they put the chavin in, in they wrap up the chavin. They light the candles. They wait the time it takes to fry a small fish. All that big pot of water to stick a bread and cook a bread in the oven. Then they do blow to do ah and a blow and they stop working. Okay. Shamati. I heard. And if a guy really needs to light, you can light it after the sixth one. We had said either the third or the fourth. He's telling you here that if you're stuck, you can write it at the sixth one. What do you mean? The sixth one is the last one. Why? Because the guy who blows the shofar has to bring the shofar home. So the rabbis make him blow a few minutes before so he can get his thing home. So if you didn't light candles that by the sixth thing, of course you were supposed to light beforehand. But if you didn't, you could still light because anyway, the rabbis always leave a, a pillow of time to rely for the guy to get the shofar home. You with me, Irv? I'm a law, so they told him, if the rabbis do that, then the, then everyone's going to try to figure out how long it takes for the guy to get to his house. Uh, I think it takes him five minutes, two minutes, and then the people are going to be uh, figuring out things. We, the point of the blowing is that you have a set time. Rather, the guy doesn't bring his shofar home. He sticks his shofar in a special place on the head of his, on the top of his roof, and that's that. Because you can't do a shofar or a chatzasot or a trumpet on Shabbat. Because it's mukseh. Doesn't it say you're allowed to move a shofar but not a, not a trumpet? When you're alone, you're allowed to. But when you're in public, you're not allowed to. Because the reason we're going to say in a second. Okay? Why is it okay? The reason why you're allowed to use it is because it's good to scoop out water for a kid. Let's say you have a kid who wants a drink and you buy a well, what are you going to do? So you take, you take your shofar, use your shofar, pick it up, and do it. And a chatzot, since it's a straight thing, you can't put water, it doesn't work. Okay? What if there's a, a, a kid in, in, in the shul also who's an ani and you want to give him a drink? Why can't I? Have, why are you tell me I can carry my shofar in my house, but not in the shul? Why not in the shul? There's any kid there who also wants to drink. Why can't I give him a drink too? 
another question. How did Tanya? Just like there's a bright that says you can carry a shofar and shofarot. Who wrote that? Mani, who's that? Elokasha. Harabi Yehuda, Harabi Shimon. Rabbi Yehuda holds that there's no muksa. Holds that there's muksa. Holds. You can't move a chasrot, but a shofar, since you can use it for mime, it's okay. Haram Shimon, and the one that says you can't use it in the thing is Shimon, who doesn't agree with Muksa. And Haram Nechemia, the one who says that, the one who says you can't do anything is Nechemia. So Shimon holds that they can move both of them. That's from Shimon, because he doesn't hold the Muksa. If Yehuda holds the Muksa, so he holds you can't do Chatzotor, but you can use the Shabbat. And Renechemia, the Harim Nechemia, Renechemia, who holds that even you can't move unless you want to use it for the normal purpose. So therefore, he holds that this shofar, the normal purpose to blow, you're using it for, for this, you're using it for feeding a tinoch, therefore, he won't let you use it either. So again, we had three brides that were questions. One says shofar only, one says both are okay, and one says neither are okay. The one that neither is Rabbi Chemia, the one that says both is Rabbi Shimon, and the one that says Shofar only is Rabbi Huda. Okay. Okay. Umay Shofar. Nami Chatzasrut. This that the writer says you can't move a Shofar, it was talking about Chatzasrut. Because they changed the name. It seems like people used to call it a shofar. They started calling it chatzotzot. And therefore, when you saw Brighter saying that, you, that the Brighter says you can't move a shofar, it meant chatzotzot. And it was written by Rabbi Yehuda. There are three things that the name of the item changed. Okay? One of them is this. Right? From the time of Chalab Bet Mikdash, from after the Bet Mikdash was destroyed. Number one, Chatzotzot Shofra, Shofra Chatzotzot. They started calling Chatzotzot a Shofar and Shofar Chatzotzot. That's what I, one of the things that happened. That we just saw over here that they switched calling from Shofar to Chatzot. Now, my nephew, you know what's the difference? The Shofar or Shloshana that you can only use. Yeah, in other words. You have to use the type of thing that's called a chatzot. You have to ask Ahmad, get me a chatzot. Don't get me a shofar because I'll get you the wrong thing. Shofar and shofar has to be a shofar, so that means nowadays we call it chatzot. So yeah. we have Ahmad come saying, what should I use for blowing shofar and shoshana? Tell him, use the chatzot. Don't tell him a shofar because if you tell him a shofar, he'll get the wrong thing. That's one thing. And what's the second thing? Araba. Arava for a love, they switched it to Tavtava. If it's Tavtava, Arava, the mind of being a love, if Amarat comes to you and tells you, What should I put my love? <coughs> Don't tell him Arava, tell him Tavtava. The third thing is, Petora, a, a, a table. They switched it to Ptorata, Ptorata, Ptorata. The difference is for buying and selling. If someone comes to buy buy something from you, you have to know what a table is. 
and what's a small table, what's a big table. Okay. Amar Abaye, so Abaye has a fourth one. Af Anu, we have another one. Nawad, Huvlila Lebekasa. Now, in order to understand this one, you have to understand about a little bit about Trefus. Okay? You know about Trefus? Not so much. So, an animal that has a wound that's going to make it die is called a Trefus. And if you shecht it and you see inside the insides of the animal that it has a wound that's a problem, the animal's talif. You aware of that? Good. Now, every cow has four stomachs. Okay? The third one and the fourth one, in the time of the Mishnah, one was called Bet HaKosot, the house of the cups, because it had a little bunch of things that looked like cups. And the other one was called the Mastas. The fourth one's called the Masas. The Bete Kosos has thick walls. The Masas has thin walls. Okay? Now, we learned the following. Abai says, we learned, Huvlila Lebekasi. So the Masas, they started calling the Bekasi. And the Bekasi, they call Huvlila. The Bete Kosos is now Huvlila. Lamaynaf Yamina. There's a mission that says, the Bryce that says, that if you find a needle in the thick wall of the Bet Kosot, if the needle goes only going to penetrate one side of the thickness, kishira, the animal's kosher. Mishnah if it penetrates both sides of the thickness, the mission says it's tayah, it's tirefah, it's tayah. Now, all those two things are only in the Beta Kosot. But now that they switch the Beta Kosot to the Masas, now when you when you, you say, oh, I found the needle in my Huvlila, which was the Masas, it's okay. And if you find your Lila in your Beta Kosot, it's no good, because Beta Kosot doesn't mean, doesn't mean Beta Kosot anymore. It means Beta Kasi doesn't mean that anymore. Now it means the Masas. Is that clear? Yeah, and the Uvila has to go all the way through because it's thicker walls. No. Now, or nowadays, yes. Nowadays, yeah. in, the Uvila. in the older days, the better goes on. Okay, good. Ashi, Ashi says, Af ana anu, also us, nomad bechol, bursa, bursa bechol. We also change names. The place that's called Babel, we now call Bursa, and Bursa became Babel. Who cares what they call the place? If you want to write a get, you have to know the name of the place. So you have to know what the name is. Is it Babel or Bursus? Baruch Adran, Adran, Alach, Bamem Adlikim. Baruch Adran, Olam. Amen, Amen. Tomorrow, we're going to start Parakira. We're a little behind, but we got to Amen Beis, so all we have is one Amen extra to do tomorrow. Okay? Thank you, Irving. Pleasure teaching you. Thank you, Irving. Have a good night. You too, Irving.